Hello and welcome to episode 14 of Kill the Dragon. Kill the Dragon. Swords. Ching, 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 First casualty. A podcast for dangerous saints. Um, Fred and Shauna, it's so good to see you all. It's been a while. It has been a while. Yeah. What's, what's new, as they say? Yes. Oh my oh, goodness. No. I don't know. All sorts of things. Yeah. Nothing new over here. Nothing's new. No, same walk in the park as always. It oh. is a it is a false spring. <laughs> so it's February right now, but it's a false spring outside. Yeah. You, you and I were just outside. Seventy two degrees outside. Unbelievable. And yeah. then this weekend it's going to drop. Yeah. Uh, Fred was just like Aslan's on the move. It's like, yes. Well, yes, it is. Yes. But when he comes, it'll be a real spring. Spring not, is coming. Not this little like blip yeah. of spring. Yes. <laughs> um, let's get down to it. Let's do it, man. Okay, so before we went on air, I, I sent Shauna and Fred this verse from Jeremiah. Um, and Shauna was thrilled that we're in Jeremiah. <laughs> Anything Old, Old Testament. Testament. See, they're coming around. Fred and I had to look up what this book was. <laughs> it's like, what? Did Paul write it? Um, so anyway, so the context here, Jeremiah 6.16 is uh, a passage that God laid in my lap um, a couple days ago. And uh, I'll just read it and then kind of invite you all to share what you think about this sort of line of thought that this question that kind of stirred in my heart as a response to it. But Jeremiah 6.16, Jeremiah says, Thus says the Lord, Stand at the crossroads and look and ask for the ancient paths where the good way lies and walk in it and find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not walk in it. So when I read that, the, the different commands that stand at the crossroads, look, ask for the ancient paths where the good way lies, and walk in it and find rest. There's all those ands. Do this and this and this and this. And the final promise is that you'll find rest for your souls. And for me at that moment, I thought, that I think that would be what every single one of us is dying for mm-hmm. just this restlessness that you can see all across at least in america um as a product of i think the way of life that we've bought into and, but and but i think the church this so jeremiah is telling this to the people of god and i think the church today has bought into this this way of living that has caused restlessness and yet jeremiah says if you do these things stand at the crossroads look and ask for the ancient paths where the good way lies and then walk in it, you will find rest. It's like a beautiful promise. And so I I guess what that made me think about that I want to get your opinion on and just think out loud about is that we, all three of us, interact with with kids, just with our jobs, and we have children. But then also I think adults in the church have, have too often looked for rest in the latest blog, the latest book study, the latest streaming TV thing, documentaries, interviews, like just the kind of things that are new that kind of give, or even just things that are good in themselves, but they become the thing we're going to put all of our hope for on solving this restlessness. Or we follow the new paths because they promise to be fun and they're entertaining and everybody's talking about them. And it's the popular thing to do. And yet here, the, the good way lies in the ancient paths. And so I guess that just made me think about how we as Christians ought to 
value the ancient paths, the ancient ways. Um, certainly the Old Testament, which a lot of Christians will just get in front of that and just say, well, uh, we know this is hard to read, so let's boil it down or let's summarize Deuteronomy down to... And that just makes it sound like, you know, because it's not immediately entertaining or clear, it's not as valuable, but we, we're obligated to read it. Um, so it sounds like that, or just the sense of like, the ancient paths are too hard, they're too old. Like, who wants to walk an ancient path when you have this new, paved, automatic conveyor belt? <laughs> um, so anyway, that's me rambling, but I, I think that's where my mind stirred with that, and I thought this would be a great thing to get y'all's viewpoint on, just um, how do Christians reclaim this promise that rest lies in the good way, and the good way is an ancient way? Do y'all have any thoughts on that? Well, Old Testament scholar, what you got? <laughs> no, 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 you go first. I go sir. first? Well, yes, I'll tell you what, well, number one is Jeremiah, right? Preached for 40 years and nobody listened, you know? So what a hard assignment that is, for sure. you know? We go one hour with the kids and they don't listen. What'd you like, just say? Oh, give up. Man. What'd you just say? I just, I yeah. can't go <laughs> You didn't get it. Uh, never mind. Okay. Um, but it is, it is so true, you know? Um, what we're memorizing now in my classes, um, Psalms 24, you know, the earth is the Lord's and all it contains, the world and those who dwell in it. And talks about who can be in the house of the Lord. He has clean hands and a pure heart. Then the last part of it, it goes, lift up your heads, old gates. Be lifted up, O ancient ways, that the king of glory may come in. Who is the king of glory? He's strong and mighty. He's mighty in battle. That's the old. That's, that's, that's the things of the past that is still true of now and and, and uh, lift up your heads O gates and be lifted up O ancient doors because they are ancient days and, and and there are gates and there are ancient doors that has led to this beautiful place where Christ is seen um, and yet the latest and greatest right GK Chesterton wrote uh, the democracy of the dead yeah you know you remember that uh, for what elf um, was it Elfland or I think it's an orthodoxy. Yeah, yeah, in uh, yeah, orthodoxy, and um, he speaks of just you know it, during his times, people thought, oh, those are just old ways. That that's the democracy of the dead. It doesn't matter of all the people has passed in history what they thought. We are so much more higher thinking and more superior thinking. We don't need to give credence to the old ways right. or the ancient ways because we are you know a newer mind. And boy. If that was his <laughs> thinking way back then and even now. So, yeah, it is. It's, uh, and it's just like, well, it's just like, you know, uh, when Shana comes to me, oh, what am I going to listen to that old man for, you know? Right? Yes? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's kind of what I say. Yeah, that's yeah. what she said, you yeah. know? So, <laughs> she says it with her eyes. Yeah, yeah yes. You know, so, oh, that's what know, I heard. Yeah. My feelings. Yeah. You know, but, it, but it, sometimes it's not our nature. Oh, what does this old person have to say? Right. Oh my gosh, they had to say plenty. Just sit down and listen. So that's even true in the, in the, uh, just the human race itself. But spiritually speaking, there's nothing else but, well, it's not ancient to God, right? Right. (laughs) But it's ancient for us. And these truths are are real. But lift up your heads. These ancient gates and ancient doors. Man, it's so good. Yeah. I sent, uh, Margie a, a text message uh, Johnson our, our middle school principal text message the other day because but now I can't remember uh, where I was but I was reading and my versions he said something about swag 
Why did they swag their heads or something? Obviously, it meant something different. Yeah. But I took her a picture and sent it to her, and I was like, these kids thinking they come up with new, you know, lingo or something. And she texts back, there is nothing new under the sun. And it's an Old Testament reference. You know, I don't remember, but um, anyhow, so kind of like you were, you know, saying, like, who who would I ever be to think I got it? I've lived long enough that I can make my own thought processes and decisions and not, you know, come back to his word and the ancient paths um, that leads us to the cross every time, mm-hmm. right? That's in the New Testament. Yes, yes. Well done. I expected a. We get that. We I'm quoting Isaiah. <laughs> Making it to uh, to Jeremiah, but uh, but yeah, this this especially here in America. I know this is not true around the world, uh, but in America, we we normalcy has become the thing that we seek and that we long for, like j- just like how the Israelites. Um, in Samuel said that they wanted a king so that they could look like every other nation. Right. That's and they traded in this king who did go before them, who was all knowing, right? They traded him in for Saul, a human broken, and and they were leading or following. I'm sorry, after Saul, and that's kind of what we've done here in America, right? Like we've taken our king, the one we're supposed to be radical obedience and honoring, you know, to. And we're following after this king of normalcy. And and that can look in all different kinds of ways. That can look like, I know we were kind of joking earlier about, you know, bank accounts and retirements and stuff like that. That can look like that. I mean, we mm-hmm. can take things that are supposed to be normal, like retirement. And we can go, okay, I've got to work because i got to retire. Okay. Is the Lord calling you to work until you retire, though? Is there something else that you should be doing? Um, it, it looks like our kids playing every sport, which is fine. That's not bad. But is that the path that he's called you to? Um, I think that we have really exchanged this following after the good way for the the normal way. What is easiest? What goes with the flow? What makes me not look crazy? You know, I think we set ourselves apart in um, some ways. Like I was saying earlier before, like going to church on a Sunday. That's good. but not in the radical ways that I think that he called us to. I think if I think if we got all of us got serious about this crossroads verse and which one is good and take that one, I think our margin of people who pick up and go in the name of the Lord would be far greater. Hmm. I think we look at people who would go across the seas and become missionaries as like those, that rare group of people. But I think if we all were to look at this and not go, okay, I know this is norm. Lord, I want you. I think that that number would grow drastically. Right. That's what we're called to. Like mm-hmm. We're called to drastic obedience. We're called to stand vastly apart, not just, not just a little bit, not just with our time on Sunday. So that's what we were talking earlier about this verse. That's kind of what uh, stood out to me about the ancient ancient ways taking that path and how we don't we're missing out and just like that feeds into what you said about how we've chosen then unrest mm-hmm. we've chosen this busy grind mm-hmm. we got to go we got to get up early we got to go to bed late that's what psalm says right you go to bed late mm-hmm. rise up early eating yeah. the bread of anxious toil right well how do you walk in it i mean what's your thoughts on it says you know 
I love it. Ask. Ask me. Okay. What, what, you know, so you're asking for wisdom, you right, know. Right. And, of course, as soon as I think about that, I think, okay, I need to ask John. I need to ask you. No, yeah. probably ask, okay, Lord, what is it? Yeah. And then what is it? What does the walking in the ancient times or ancient uh, ways look like, you think? Yeah. Well, I'm, it, this, this verse reminds me of another one that I love that's similar, that I think struck me in a similar way when I read it. But in Genesis, um, there's, a, there's a line in there that says something like Isaac went and redug the old wells yeah. of his father Abraham yeah. and gave them his father's name because the Philistines had, had buried. buried them. Mm-hmm. And so it's the same sort of thing, this intentionally returning to the old way and, and, and restoring what has been forgotten, restoring what's been broken. So here, like with this verse, it just seems like it, it, it presupposes life as this journey in which there are crossroads where you don't know which way to go, which I think everybody knows that. But it seems like it's saying um, the good way is in the ancient paths. Those who don't walk in it do not find rest in their souls, but those who walk in it will. And it's like, well, why is that the case? Why are the ancient paths the good one where there is rest? And I think in just a literal sense, the ancient path is the one that has lasted. It's, it's still good. It's still here. I teach classic literature. It's like, why are we reading these ancient books? It's like, because they lasted. They, you know, there's something that is... It's like the Lord's parable. There's a foundation there that will not collapse when the waves crash. Um, it's built on the rock. And so I just think asking, the ancient, asking for the ancient paths for us in these crossroads probably looks like seeking the ancient wisdom rather than like the wisdom from above rather than the wisdom from the world, like in James. But I think what we tend to do is just say, like, well, let me see what my immediate cultural environment has to say about this. Let me ask people who are still alive. You know, like my friends, um, TV personalities. Like, if you go to the bookstore, how many of those books on Christian living are written by people who are still alive? Versus how many books have been written by the saints throughout history? And we sit here like, well, I... This is what I'm dealing with in my life, and I have no idea what to do about it. And I've prayed, and I've read about it, and I've got, God has given me no answers. It's like, well, have you read Scripture? Yeah, I looked at a couple of my favorite verses from Galatians, and the, it's like, well, what does it say in Leviticus? What does it say in the Psalms? What does it say in Ezekiel? Like, go to the old ways, and what did the saints say about that topic 200 years ago? You know, I, I think that's just so foreign to a lot of us, at least in America and in the West, mm-hmm. of just like the answer to my life's needs are somewhere for me to find in this environment that I'm in. Mm-hmm. And so we don't, I don't, it's not that we don't take the ancient path, it's that we don't even ask. We just look for like, okay, what's the popular path? What's the immediate, smoothest? Mm-hmm. Like, I think those are the adjectives. So. That's why I think I was gripped by that, because what would be the practical means of, of taking the church's eyes and just admonishing us to ask for the ancient ways? Because I, I think it goes to people, too. We don't, ask, we don't ask wisdom of the ancient ones, the ancient people. You know, I think we're all scared of gray hair. We're scared of, you know, I, I think we're looking... She's not. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. 
Sorry. <laughs> he, he has asked for the ancient dead. Every, every morning I wake up, whoa, man. That's scary. He is scary. Yeah. Well, I think we look to the young for the way to live, yeah. what, how to dress, what's cool, how to talk, the lingo, whatever. I think that's what we do. So I just think the church is bought into like the tyranny of being cool, yeah. the cool path. The, and just yeah. boil, let me water down the things of God to such an extent where a 16-year-old could, could like it or find it valuable, attractive. attractive. As if it's not itself. Like, what could I ever do to make Christ more attractive? Yeah. Right. That, it, that gets me. I think that's, and I think that's what we do, is that when we are struggling as a church, I think we look to methods mm-hmm. that are newer, or that are true because they have data points to it, rather than they're true because they've endured. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is what the church did in Acts, so this is what we need to do today. Right. Rather than, oh, this is what they do over there in, in whatever city, yeah. Yeah. so let's do what they do. Yeah. And, you know, part of it is just like, you know, I've got to come up with a great sermon or a great lesson so then people will understand. Yeah. Well, that's relying on my own reasoning. But right. That's never going to happen. What I think we need to be a part of is, Holy Spirit, you've got to awaken and you've got to call. You know, what? what is it? Um, sinners, uh, God in the, uh, sinners in the hands of the angry God, supposedly, he just read it monotonely and people just came because the Spirit was in it. You know, it, it just really asking the Father, God, you've got to do this work and, and you've got to do it even in me. A hundred years ago, what's our distraction? Working on the farm, radio, now what's our distraction? Right. Oh my goodness. Right. You know, it, it can go on and on and on. But it's, it's, um, it's coming back and just going, okay, you know, it's, it's this, this life of prayer, you know. Um, you know, a, a, a fast, um, being constant and fast in our thoughts and our mind and our hearts, that Father, you got to awaken it in me. And uh, if you awaken it in others, they will see what you were talking about. You know, God will reveal himself to them. But I, I get to the point or where I'm at too in my classes is, okay, if I can make it, somehow a great lesson or whatever, then they will see. And, um, you know, that may spur some conversations, but that's not the awakening of the dead, right? right. You know, of uh, the um, dry bones. And uh, it's just pray that Father will begin to open up those. And, um, and then here's the thing. It, it's just like when, then when people see those people that is walking in the ancient ways, then they'll begin to ask questions. Right. You know, and be ready to get, give a reason for anyone who asks of the hope that's within you. Right. Why would they ask? Because, right. man, you are walking differently. Right. What's, the, what's the chosen? You see uh, in, the, in the movie, oh, yeah. the chosen, all the fish are swimming one way, way. Yeah. then all of a sudden one turns, yeah. and then the other, and then the other. And um, right. it, it, it is those things, I think, yeah. you know, part of it. But I, I, I'm guilty of, okay, if I can just present it better or flashier or whatever the case may be right. and um, it's that doesn't awaken anybody it's the spirit that awakens us so Francis Chan said um, I don't remember where he was but he um, he said that the streets are just potholes or you know like everywhere and they're filled up with this muddy nasty water 
And um, he said that morning, some of the women of the city came out and were washing. They would take off their, or they had their clothes with them, and they would wash their clothes in this nasty, muddy water. And he said, I thought, man, your clothes has to be dirty to think that if you put your clothes in that water, it's going to help in any way. And he said, I felt the Lord impress on my heart, that's your sermons. Those, that muddy water... Will it help some people by your words, you explaining if they're really, really dirty and you bring truth in and you preach this great sermon? Maybe. But my word is pure. And so he did a a sermon. And so he said that at the beginning, but then he just started quoting Ephesians 6. Like he memorized it all. And he said, so this is the rest of my sermon. And he just preached Ephesians 6 and he didn't come up off of it and he didn't tell you what he thought it meant he just said it and I thought man we've lost that that is an ancient way and we've lost that I got to present it in a way that maybe it won't offend you and maybe you'll think better of God and like we're taken up for God like we got to we got to defend God and how cool he is or how good he is or how holy he is like we got to defend him he didn't the ark is falling <laughs> let me catch it <laughs> let me yeah. catch it yeah. let me think of my yeah like as if my brokenness my filth can ever paint the good picture of a holy God. Right. And and so yeah, we don't we don't even ask because somehow we think that we've got it. Whatever version we have, we got it. We go to church and whatever they say, that's that's what it is. I think a lot of the times when we don't ask, it's like because this takes time. Because the ancient way takes time. Because sitting down, reading and being willing to be taught I don't know about y'all, but I don't love when my toes get stepped on. Yeah. I like to put my boundaries and then and then I feel like I'm good with that. And then I read something in God's word where he's like, uh, no ma'am. And that's hard. That's mm-hmm. difficult. And, and, and I don't think that that's something that's <laughs> exciting or it's not something that's fun and it's not something that's quick. And so the ancient ways are hard because it's just sit down. And, and you th- you're, you're saying because we move so fast, right? That even just standing and looking and asking yeah. is something that it's, doesn't. We don't have time. Yeah. I mean, like I, maybe I'll ask you in passing. Maybe when I'm getting up in the morning and I'm getting ready, maybe I'll ask you. Right. But if you're not going to spit out an answer to me or make it very obvious with a sign, I can't sit right. here and wait on you. If you six put on the forearm of God and what stand, you yeah. know, yeah, um, it, it's at the crossroads, right? Ask, you know, and uh, and it says then he will begin to do the work. That's yeah. right. You know, and what he promises is rest for your souls, not answers to your problems. That's a good. That's a good distinction. And I, and then that's that's going to be. I, I think what most people get frustrated with, kind of like you were saying, is well, he didn't give me the answer, okay, but he gave you himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and that's period. Really, yeah. that's. That's it, is he gave you more of himself. When he doesn't give you the tangible thing that you're asking for, it's not because he's not listening to you. It's not because he's mean. Like we know by his character, he listens to your prayers. He loves you with an everlasting, steadfast love. So if he's not giving it to you, number one, why would we ever judge his goodness based off what we ask for? Like you didn't give it to me, so you're not good. Like that's how we should measure if we... If God hurt us or not, mm-hmm. whether you gave me what I wanted, like how childish, right? right? To think we get to demand and he, we only know that he listens if he gives us what we wanted. But then also uh, 
him giving us himself is the blessing. And so he didn't give us the tangible thing yet. How gracious is he that he would give us more of himself? Because yeah. we get the tangible, thanks, appreciate you, and we're out. Um, so anyway, that, that's a, I think people get really frustrated. Uh, I get frustrated when the tangible thing isn't given to me. Mm-hmm. And that's not what he promise that's not what he offered he offered rest for your souls right. so when you cast your mind on the ancient ways who is that too him he's the ancient one he that's what he's called that's right mm-hmm. right and so when you cast your eyes on him then are there still things that are hurtful sure are there still reasons to cry yeah, <laughs> yeah. but are there reasons to for unrest for your soul no because it is well with my soul mm-hmm. right coach g mm-hmm. it is well with my soul not because everything outside is well, but because right. he's casted yeah. my mind on the ancient ones. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, dear mentor of mine, Scott Mitchell, just wrote a, a little blog. Oh, you got it right, yes. And uh, through Joseph's trials, you know, being um, sold by his own brothers, 13 years in prison, and yet his heart's still tender. Yeah. You know, how, how, how could that be that, I don't, I don't know if I could do that, you know? And then... At the end of his life, when the very people, his brothers, did this grievous thing to him and cost him 13 years of this, and he became their deliverer. Sounds like Christ, right? Yes. Right. We rejected him, but yet he still becomes our deliverer. Um, that he names his two sons, Manassas and Ephraim. And uh, you have that right there? On that. I but, do. But Manassas um, basically means God delivered me in my troubles. And Ephraim means that I'm still fruitful in my sufferings. So that's kind of what you were saying, you know, yeah. that ain't that cool that i am gone through this awful thing and I'm naming my sons this because God is faithful even through all these things, yeah. through the hard things. And um, in these light afflictions, Paul says, and um, because he knows the ancient ways right. and he's walked in them and he knows there's something to the other side of these things and if God brings you to these hard things he's going to see you through these hard things yeah. and uh, it just you know how Scott writes so well it just ministered to me that okay, I might not be delivered from right, right these trials because it trials is goes to endurance and endurance uh, character, character, hope, and hope never fails. These are the things, these are the ancient ways. Right. It's like a coach, you know, you know, an old coach that gets results, mm-hmm. but the way he coaches, oh, it's going to cost you. Yep. <laughs> and you're going to suffer, and it's going to be difficult, and you're going to be uh, like Ren, Shauna's husband, when I was coaching him in wrestling, be sitting in a tub dying to drink his bath water. Because he was just so, so hungry, so, so hungry deprived and of wrestling <laughs> and everything else. He just died. Just if I could just drink this right now, you know, it's nasty tub water. Yeah, you know, and not not that I was, you know. Yes, he that, was. Those were my those were my ways to get the kids to a certain point. Yeah. Um, but it, it's it's the hard ways too, you know, and it's not always the easiest ones of all. So it's nor a, are they quick. No. So what he includes is it may take 13 years for Joseph or 20 years for Jacob or 25 years for Abraham and Sarah or 40 for Moses. But however long, you won't find a better, better alternative than to trust God's plan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's another way of our 
microwave yeah. you know, culture ancient. is, yeah, yeah. it's got to be quick. And yeah. okay, if it's going to be hard, it can't be too hard and it can't be too long. Yeah. And so when, when we have been in suffering for years, it seems like there aren't any answers, but and what a great testimony Jeremiah is to that. Yeah, 40 years. That God is patient. Yeah. God is weaving his redemptive plan in our terms over centuries. Yeah. So it's like, what? Why does he tarry? How long, O Lord? Like, that's our posture. And so I think that's just a, what a, the command to ask for ancient paths is, it could be a reminder that you you serve the ancient of days you serve a god that is not pressed for time and therefore if we are going to be like him we cannot be pressed for time that's one of the things about the pandemic that everybody was uh, many people were very um oddly encouraged by was just like we have time it slowed my life things got simple and almost always when i heard that it was a plus it's like oh it's so beautiful to not have to rush and be everywhere and just say well what a what a great way of turning this into a practical way. It's like, what, what can I eliminate from my life that in doing so requires me to stop, stand, look at the day, look at the week, look at the choice ahead of me, and ask for the ancient path? Like, what would Peter have done? What would Moses have done? Which means we have to know, you know, especially as we're parents and teachers and, and, and so on, just to say, like, I think we run the risk of thinking our children are, can't, won't like it, can't handle it. So we, let's just kind of, let's simplify things. And, but no, let's just be excited about these old stories. Right. Let's ourselves model that um, so that we can actually pass on ancient wells yeah. and ancient paths yeah. and not they don't get forgotten mm-hmm. like we just there's such a disdain for traditions and classics and authorities and so on that i think if we just if the church just chose to model that by singing the old songs reading the old books you know telling the old stories and right. just choosing it um and it's not us who's going to make it land anyway right right so okay if you're telling a four-year-old something you think is above their head that may be what you think Maybe statistically that's what it says, but the Holy Spirit works how and when he wants to. Mm-hmm. So if he wants to allow a truth to land on the heart of a four, five, six-year-old, he, that's what he can do, right? Didn't you say Gracie came out of her room uh, about a school decision at, in like kindergarten and said what y'all had been praying about? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we were thinking and about just, holding she, her back a year. She was what, five? She was five. And we go, oh, my gosh. If we tell her, it might crush her. You know that we want to hold her back you know for a year and we just praying what should we do what should we do and then she came out you know i think god told me i need to stay in k for one more year it's five years old and holy spirit yeah. said this is the way walk in it and yeah. she said okay yeah. yeah so we can we can continue in thinking oh they're a child they won't get it yeah. but man we're doing this such yeah. an injustice with that right because holy spirit works when he wants to work the Lord prompts whom he wants to prompt. Yeah. Who are we to think we know? Right. Yeah. Well, we don't have to get rid of our cars and go back to horses. No. We're I think we that. should. That's what I'm yeah. saying. <laughs> Where are you going to? We're going to talk about that. You're going to Alaska. So Sean, gonna, Sean's got her. Yeah, she's, she's going to go back in town. Um, but the ancient ways pushes us to the future. That's right. So it's not something, oh, we got. I got to turn and go back 
and, and live like they did back then. It is, okay, God's got something for me here and now, but it is, it is these, these virtues, these truths that are rock solid no matter what the future looks like. That's right. And so we shouldn't be surprised with what's around the corner if we're with God. It's the psalmist, I set the Lord before me. Amen. I set the Lord before me. That's the ancient days and ancient ways. And, uh, and whatever is facing me for the day or for the year, um, then those truths are still truths. Even if it's Joseph 13 years, Abraham, for, you know, it's even if, you know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, I love it. Now, my God is strong enough to deliver me, but even if he doesn't, he is still God. So, and those are truths of ancient days. So, amen. amen. I think it's just convicting, too, for Christians who turn to things that are good, but are not ultimate things. Like turning to sermons, turning to favorite Bible verses that are sort of drawn out of it. And then just saying, like, Lord, let me just ask for the ancient paths and then walk in whatever you lead me to. And if, and if that is drawing me to study the book of Isaiah and just like, oh, this is hard though. And it's not going to give me the, the kind of verse that I can put. It's not going to talk to me like Paul does where I can right. just put that in my pocket. You don't have your ice cream verses in there, the sweet ones that we like to scoop <laughs> yeah. out, right? I think that's just convicting for me is that when, I, when I'm facing a life decision that's, or just a complex issue or something, I'm... I'm a dad, I'm a husband, I, I've, it's on me to lead. I can very easily Google, you know, Christian advice for this decision or, or go put on a pastor sermon that's, that's the, you know, the sermon is about that issue and just say like, let me just stand and look and ask and then walk. And if that leads me to resources of my community, like great things, cars, these are great things. But it's like, I, I think I treat them as ultimate things. Like this is the path. Um, because it's going to be the easiest, fastest, smoothest, it has the most hits. And I think we're training our kids to do that as well. We're like, which, did you have fun at school today? Did you, you know, like, which, what's the fun path? What's the, what did you like about that? What did you not like about it? Versus like, is this good? Right. Is this a good, is this, is this does good. this endure? His good. Yeah, yeah that's right. Well, well, even through, than ours. Yeah, even right. through my parenting, I, I've tried to save my girls from hard things. Yes. Because that's my, you know, I want to come in and wish in and keep them from that, you know. But it's, you know, it's just so hard to go, okay, Father, there are hard paths that they've got to walk. And, and you've got to meet them and not me. And, um, and just praying over that, you know, with them. So, that's right. man. Well, beautiful. Hey. Anything else we need to touch on? God doing good things in your lives? Oh, man. We got to talk about Shauna. Shauna. Maybe this is, might be our next podcast. Okay. The Radical Obedience to Homer, Alaska. Yes. What do you think? You're taking off. Uh, yeah. How are you yeah. supposed to snow like the next five days in Homer? Yeah, it's 72 you know, now. It's like nine it. tomorrow in Yeah, Homer. I was feeling good about it until you brought up the weather. Yeah. <laughs> So, That's where she says, we stood at the crossroads and looked and turned around. And, turned around. and never mind. <laughs> Went back inside and got a blanket. Yeah, and I saw snow and ice down this path, so I went another. This is not the ancient path. Never this mind. Is, I'm no headed to the beach. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the ancient path leads to the beach. It's right, past yeah. Yeah, past yeah, So uh, We might need to touch on that next time. Yeah. Just, Man, just grand adventures. Yeah, yeah, just adventures, which is awesome, but it's also... It's hard. Yikes. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. Uh, my family all live within, 
My now family. Be careful what you say. They might be listening. Oh, that's true. No. <laughs> My family is great. <laughs> I love them so much. First of all. <laughs> is this thing still on? <laughs> Um, my family lives, uh, we all live on the same piece of property. So yeah. my mom and dad, my brother, sister-in-law. And then Ren's parents are 12, 15 minutes from us. So um, I don't even really have, I, I mean, I have family outside the state of Georgia, but most of my, even grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins, Ren's aunts, uncles, cousins, most everybody lives right around Georgia. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so it's going to be... It's going to be hard mm. to calling out yeah. and not just to like the yeah. next date over. <laughs> so tune in for obedience next time. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Well, I don't think I want to do a podcast on obedience. Huh? <laughs> I, don't, I think God is calling you I don't, you I don't, don't yeah. think I want to do walk uh, in it. a podcast on your obedience. Remember when they said, we will not walk in it? Yes. Does that sound familiar? Yes. I mean, I'm going. I'm just. That's, I'll get there. I'll get there. Oh, man. Can I obey and drag my feet? Is that in the Bible? Yes. I think somewhere, surely. Yeah. Jeremiah cried. Why isn't he the Jeremiah? Yeah, he cried the whole prophet. time. Weeping prophet. Yeah. See, that's all I'm trying to be. Old Testament, weeping prophet. <laughs> Go back to the old times. Old there, there was um, there's this little uh, <laughs> clip that I saw and I sent it to Ren. It's this little girl. She can't be more than two and she's got all of her gear on. I mean, she's got the jacket and the scarf and the toboggan and the ear things, you know. And they've got her in the snow, and she's got this crying face on, and her mom is like, do you like the snow? And she said, no. And she, she said, can you say snow? And the little girl goes, what? And she starts crying. It's like, what about you? Yeah, I said it to Rhea, and I was like, duh, and yeah. that's me. Yeah. It's like the joy of the Lord is my strength. It's yeah, going to be fun. It's going to be fun. The joy of Alaska is not my strength. So, yeah, every time we talk about it, we refer to two kids. But I'm not talking about Ty and Bristol. I'm talking about me and Bristol. Because yes. Ty's going to handle it like a boss. Right. <laughs> You'll be weeping in the snow. Yeah. yeah. Ren has me and Bristol to worry about. Okay, well, we'll do that one next. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Just how to obey. How to obey. So. And we'll let you start. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yes. <laughs> not sure about that. Not yeah. Sure. That'd be awesome. Amen. Well, for Fred and Shauna and me, um, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen. Stand at the crossroads and look. And ask for the ancient paths where the good way lies, and walk in it, and find rest for your souls. Amen. Amen. All right.